Hey, welcome back to Investment Fund Secrets. Today, we're talking about what comedians can teach us about running a fund. I've spent the last three years learning from some of the most ingenious fund managers around. And now I've decided to take the plunge and start my own fund. The real question is, how will I do it? With no investors and without an Ivy League degree, this podcast is going to give you the answer. Join me and follow along as I share mine and other stories as we start and build multi-million dollar investment funds. I'm Bridger Pennington, and this is Investment Fund Secrets. Hey, welcome back to the show. So I'm Bridger Pennington, um, and today we're going to talk about what comedians can teach us about running a fund. And no, it's not about being funny. It's actually the process of, of how they work. Um, but before we dive into that, uh, I want to talk quickly for a second, some kind of some fun updates. So a few episodes ago, I talked and interviewed Matt Atkinson, um, fantastic guy, real estate professional, and also runs Millionaire Mindcast, uh, number 11 podcast um, for entrepreneurship in the world. Uh, huge. I mean, he's he's interviewed um, Robert Kiew, Kiew, I can't ever say his name, Robert Kiewazowski, Kiew, Kiewazowski, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, that guy, you know what I'm talking about. I always, I like people will say it to me, I still can't say his last name. Um, he's interviewed a few sharks from Shark Tank. I mean, he's done legit stuff and incredible guy. If you haven't seen that, that interview, go check him out. And actually I just got interviewed on that show. It's pretty exciting. So if you, uh, it'll probably post this next week on there. So stay tuned for that. Um, kind of fun. I'm excited to see how it turns out too. And, and it was fun getting interviewed by him. I might actually take a little couple sound clips from him. It's interesting when someone interviews you and he said the same thing, they pull out pieces from you that you never like could put into words the right way on your own show. It's funny when somebody else asks you asks you questions, it, it pulls stuff out of you. So I might actually grab some audio clips from that, um, but but pretty exciting. So, anyways, and then finally, I know a lot of you guys, if you've been listening on there, um, I don't talk about this a lot, but if you could throw a review down below my podcast, guys, tell me we need a few more reviews would be great. So we're getting way more listeners than reviews. So if you guys could pop down below, give us a review, that would be awesome. It helps us a lot with ranking and stuff. So um, help more people see this. Anyway, so today we are going to talk about what comedians can teach us about running a fund. So last week, me and my wife, it's really fun. We went out on a, on a date Saturday night to a local comedy club that was held at the college, the local university by us. We go there, we sit down and it's like an hour and a half, maybe two hours total. And every seven to 10 minutes, they had a new comedian on stage. It was like really fast. It was like, so they had this it was a small comedy club that each person would go up for seven to 10 minutes. And they would just start rattling off jokes and little, and, and, uh, it was fun. I mean, it was fun to see how they pitch different pitch, you know, different. I, and I say pitch, right. Cause I'm getting to the analogy, but different ways they presented. And it reminded me of actually a really famous comedian. I don't say his name, but came and talked to us. Um, I was at a conference came and told us, and he, you know, he's on huge stage. I think he had just, um, just, just on a skit at Madison square garden. I mean, huge guy, right? Had done tons and tons of um, of events and was one of the most famous comedians in the world. And he said, the funny thing is that no one sees, you know, they see us at Madison Square Garden and every joke just crushes it. They don't see us going to comedy clubs two months earlier and we go test out all of our jokes. So we have 10 jokes, right? 10 new little skits, whatever you want to call them. Um, we go to a comedy club, we test out all 10. And maybe only two of the 10 were actually that good, right? So the next comedy club, we, we rotate, we go to the next one and okay, we take the two that were good and we try out 
you know, seven, eight new ones or rephrase a couple of the old ones. And man, maybe like maybe one or two more hits. So now I got like four good jokes in my, in my pocket. Right. Then he goes to another comedy club, gets maybe a fifth, goes to a sixth, and he just keeps trying until, you know, he has all of his jokes have been vetted through 30 or 40 comedy clubs previous. And he comes to Madison square garden and just crushes it. And everyone's just like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe how amazing that performance was. And he's like, well, you guys haven't seen the last three years of me bounced around comedy clubs in New York and Boston and, and you know the Northeast testing out my jokes to see which ones land, which ones don't. And what I'm getting at is this is a lot of us when, and I've talked to a lot of people on one-on-one coaching calls recently are like, okay, how should I structure my fund? How am I going to find money? How am I going to, you know, will investors, and I, a lot of times I'm just like, I don't know what your investors are going to say to this. To me, this is a good pitch, but I have no clue what the comedy clubs, right? What your investors are going to say to this. So I tell a lot of people, just take, make, first thing you got to do, just make a deck or make not even a deck, just a simple pitch and take it to a potential investor or even a mentor that, you know, I do that all the time, right? I was telling somebody, it's like one of my secret little things I do is I find, I have mentors in my life. And when I'm ready to pitch a fund, I go say, Hey, I'm planning on pitching a new fund. I know you're a very sophisticated investor. Can I come pitch this to you to practice my pitch? And I want you to poke holes in it, see what you, why you wouldn't invest. Cause I want to answer those questions beforehand before I go pitch some big wigs on my fund. And I'll go to my mentors first who I know are invest in other funds. And a lot of the times if they like my pitch too, they'll invest. Like if at the end I'm like, they're like, I have nothing to, nothing to give you. I would say, great. Well, do you want to put money in? Actually, sometimes they have put in money. It's kind of a fun way to pitch people first bring them as your mentor and then turn, you know, turn it into an actual pitch. Um, but that being said, take your pitch and just before you go through your documents, before you hire lawyers, just take a simple pitch to a few investors and maybe people that you can call mentors or friends or former boss that, you know, you really like, um, and say, can I just practice this pitch on you and see what you think and do a full out pitch on them. Give them all you got, go to the comedy club, give them every joke you got, and then ask them at the end, okay, which jokes landed, which ones didn't, right? Or which pitch, which part of the pitch was really great, which would really want you to come invest and which parts where you're like, eh, you know, which, and then maybe you can go back and, and change and mitigate your risk on that. And do, I would say do that long before you ever go out and hire a lawyer, you get your documents together, you start getting partners together, do that way before to vet what you're doing. It's a simple marketing principle of test your market, right? We talked previously about red ocean, blue ocean, right? Of finding that blue ocean. The red ocean is where all the sharks are bloody and waters are really bloody, where there's tons of, you know, VC funds doing tech, right? That's like a bloody red ocean, right? You have tons of competition there. It's very unwise to just dive right into the red ocean, right? Because you're probably going to be fighting for the scraps. Um, in a book called uh, Play Bigger, they talk about usually every category or red ocean has a category king, one or two category kings that dominate 80 to 90% market share. Like if I, right now I pitched an idea, Hey, we're going to make, um, a new search engine to compete with Google. You guys want in? We have tons of investors lined up. It's gonna be awesome. Right. We launched this new search engine <laughs> and the book talks about this with Bing, right? Microsoft did this. They said, we're going to want launch a new search engine. It's going to be a little bit better than Google and everyone's going to come. And guess what? It flopped. They lost over, they spent, well, they spent over $1.1 billion developing Bing. And where's Bing today? Owns like 7% market share right? Google dominates that space unless you make something. So in the book, play bigger, it talks about don't make something better, make something new. 
break out of that red ocean of uh, VC funds doing tech, right? Tech VC funds break out of that red ocean into a blue ocean where you're saying, hey, we're only doing tech in Argentina, right? VC tech in Argentina. Nobody has VC tech in Argentina, right? That could be a blue ocean. I don't, I don't even know about Argentina, but <laughs> that could be a blue ocean. You could say, hey, we're going to do VC funding, but only in the agricultural space. Whoa, agricultural tech, right? We're going to do something way niche, right? That's a little bit different. And you can have expertise on that and dominate. You can create what's called a new blue ocean where there's not bloody water, waters yet. And you can become the category king of that ocean. That's essentially what we're talking about here is market selection when doing that. So you got to test your markets first off, because sometimes maybe you don't even know what's red and what's, what's blue. Um, so I strongly suggest learn from the comedians, go out, spend a couple months pitching this to everyone, you know, and see what holes they can poke in your argument. Um, and in your deck, a lot of even investment bankers will do this, right? They, they put on their dog and pony show, right? When they're pitching companies on maybe doing an IPO, they travel the country and they do different pitches. And over time, right, their pitches get better and better and better because they'll be in a pitch room and somebody will say, well, what if, uh, you know, two of the founders die? What happens then? They, they go down on a plane next week. What happens to our stock? And it's like, wow, we got to think through that, right? And I'm, I'm sure an investment banker will think through that. But you with your, you know, your fund, I've been asked that question before at a pitch room. What, what happens if you die, Bridger? And I'm like, shoot, I have no clue. But I'm like, um, <laughs> I'll give it, you know what I mean? And, and then the next pitch, somebody asked me the same question. And then I had a, a great plan, a, a plan after if I died, what would happen? Um, so that's what happens when you go in and put on this dog and pony show is what is what they call it. But um, anyways, that's a, a fun little tip learned from um, comedians on how to pitch, how to get your, your market tested. And I would say go right now, stop waiting, go through on the, if you're on the mini course, you, we have a checklist on there of to walk through and answer all those questions. They're very simple questions, but very crucial before starting your fund. Get those answered, get them thought through, and then just do the deck first. Or not even deck, just get your pitch down. I don't even care if there's a PowerPoint associated with it. Just get on the phone with somebody or sit down with a piece of white paper and start drawing it out to somebody and see what holes they can poke in your argument. Um, anyways, love you guys. Happy Friday. Hope you guys have a great holiday season. Um, look for ways to give back to others, find ways, um, you know, shopping mall, you know, grocery store, pay for someone's groceries. It's, it's the funnest thing you can ever do. Love you guys. Peace. Hey, what's going on? I know a lot of you out there are starting funds or thinking about starting funds and something I was so grateful for was having mentors. When I started my first fund, I had people to turn to and to ask questions. And so what I've decided to do is make the same thing for you. So what we've done is compiled a lot of interviews, things that I've learned, my personal pitch decks that I've used to pitch investors and put it all into what I call a mini vault. So in there, I deep dive into Forex funds, into real estate funds, how to structure them, how to structure deals, how to find investors. And I try to go deep to help mentor you to help you start your first fund. And in addition to that, we have a private members group on Facebook that fund managers are getting together on there and talking and working through problems together. So if this is interesting to you. If you want to get involved and get some help right off the ground, go to investmentfundsecrets.com for less than hundred bucks. You can get started and get into the mini vault. And I would love to see you in there on the Facebook group and talk with us. Thanks. See ya.